Hello and welcome to the Annotate Podcast, Season 8, Episode 15. I'm your host, Hybrid Mink. In the room tonight, we have Dr. Kev. Good evening. And Requiem. Hello. And uh, we all just like doing dumb voices for no reason. There's no planning to any of this. Uh, our topic this time is going to be about, well, we're finally hitting the real the real meat of the discussions here. The best tsundere, because we have so many great ideas on anime. Oh, of course. We are so out of ideas. We just oh, that's a any. good one. Uh, most of the answers were animated gifts. Thank you to the anime community for helping out with that. Uh, we're going to talk about very little news. And uh, maybe give you some uh, ideas on what shows from the summer season you need to be watching before the fall season rolls in. Uh, will we talk about Mushinoku Tensei again? Probably not, but maybe we will. You'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Until then, how about some housekeeping? Dr. Kev, what's going on? Hey, so our website that this podcast supposedly promotes is anite.org or medium.com uh, forward slash anite-official. Uh, there are since the last time we recorded, there are four articles. I wrote all of them, but they're all about one particular topic. Um, I've been going through some of Type Moon's older stuff recently. I played through Hollow Ataraxia, read the recent adaptation of uh, Witch on the Holy Night, and now I've just recently started rewatching The Garden of Sinners, or Kara no Kyokai. This will be the third time that I've attempted to watch through this show. <laughs> Hopefully. I will actually get to the end this time. Uh, it's quite a challenging production. It's it's really good, but it's also like super dark and very dense and um, hard to follow unless you are paying very, very close attention. So uh, I've written a review of each of the first four episodes, and there's another four to go, and then like a movie and a sort of OVA thing as well. So I'll probably be writing about this for the next while. Cool. I remember mm-hmm. liking Garden Sitters, uh, but like you said, I don't remember much of what happened. I probably dozed off a couple times. Yeah, some it of it bad. It was just hard to follow. Some of it's quite slow moving, um, and it is it's very dark. Um, so yeah, I can certainly see it's not a good thing to watch if you're tired. Oh shit! I always watch it like two a.m. That's my problem. Yeah. So, uh, just is Doctor Heartless involved? There's no Doctor Heartless, but uh, there are a bunch of other asshole mages, which seems to be par for the course for anything written by Kinokunasu. So if you enjoy That's asshole mages, um, yeah, uh, I do. I really do. Thing. Yeah. So, hmm. wait. So you, you did all of Monogatari, and now you're doing Garden of Sinners. What's the next unbelievably long-running thing you're going to write 700 articles about? Well, I mean, after I finish doing this, I'm going to go through the original Tsukihime. And then oh, probably damn. the Tsukihime sequel. <laughs> and maybe by the time I'm done with that, the, the remake will be out. So remake of what? Remake of Tsukihime that's coming out in English next year. Oh, right. No, I heard about that. Um, which will be really, really cool. I think they were testing the waters with uh, Witch on the Holy Night. It must have sold well enough that they're going to start localizing some of Tight Moon's other stuff, which I'm very happy about. 
It's a lot of tight moon to immerse yourself in there, Doc. Well, uh, I've kind of watched all of the anime, and I. You know, and I've, I've read through several of the of the visual novels now. I feel that I'm in, in too deep to stop now. I've been captured. Is there any time where like the lore just doesn't line up and you get real upset? No, <laughs> you get mad about the canon? <laughs> because because Nasi just writes rules that he breaks later. He just makes this shit up as he goes along. There's there's no point getting cross about it. <laughs> I'm glad you appreciate it. It's, it's just like, wouldn't it be cool if this happened? Oh, will that con- contradict what happened earlier? Uh, we'll just think of some reason why it happened in this case. Who gives a shit? It's magic. Oh. Exactly. Can imagine so having Nassi- tight moon canon arguments. Like, no, this is the timeline's all wrong. Nasu himself doesn't give a shit, so why should anyone else? It's just, it's a fun time. Um, one of my favorite things about Warhammer 40k is that everything is canon. At the same time, even when it contradicts each other, and if you bring it up, they just go, "Ah, no one's really sure what happened because rules." So, <laughs> there's yeah. no arguments about it. Any everything is canon if you want it to be. I mean, he started writing this stuff when he was like in I don't know what his late teens or something. Um, it was like for online complex. Yeah, bad writing. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's fine. But the Karen Kukai looks fantastic. It's an amazing adaptation. Um, the folks at UFO Tables just seem to worship at Nasu's feet, so that's fine. And I'm really looking yeah, forward like to their to their upcoming adaptation of Witch and the Holy Knight because I think that will make an absolutely incredible movie. I mean, both those guys, Tight Moon and UFO Table together, making a lot of money. Mm, I hope so. Yeah. I just they, have... go ahead. Those animators deserve to make money. Well, that's true. Yeah, they put a lot of work in that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to know. They probably make like twenty thousand a year. It's yeah. Well, I mean, the the head of the company got into trouble for tax evasion because he held money back so that he could pay his workers. Well, that's actually pretty good. Okay. He kept the money yeah. in a safe at the studio. I said, that'll never. That's awesome. That'll never not kill me. Like he hid the money in bills in a safe, like it's a sixties uh, crime caper. Yeah, his heart was in the right place. It's just a shame that he horribly broke all the tax laws in Japan. Tax suck. Yeah, I know. Taxation is theft. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, um, although all those articles are about me, there is a, another article coming out imminently, which is a collaborative effort from a bunch of our writers on the site, which will be the sequel guide for the upcoming autumn or fall season for you troglodytes out there. Um, yeah, yeah, I call so, fall. Yeah, mm, it's autumn. Autumn is the yeah, like it's still buying anime online. So, mm. so yeah. <laughs> so look out for that. That should be published this week or in the distant past by the time you're listening to this. Yeah, yeah. By the time you're listening, this will be out for a week. Yeah. All you people who look at our our re- seasonal recommendations, like who where where's this show and this show when when they're sequels, this is where we talk about the sequel. Yeah, and there are a shit ton of them. Oh, there's so much. There's so much everything next season. All yeah. I saw that I'm interested in is sequels, so I assume something will come out of nowhere. But right now, all I'm seeing that I like is sequels. Well, that pig liver show should, you know, really hit. And if you want to know yeah. about those sequels, you can just look, go listen to our previous episode where they are discussed at length, at terrible, terrible, terrible length, length for two and a half bad, fucking Rick. hours. You did a bad job. I was <laughs> trying. It was so many shows. Yeah, I blame the host. Yeah, it was my fault. To blame. Yeah. We'll punish I'm sorry. When you hit when you hit a show about a guy being reincarnated as a pig because he ate pig liver, 
or a show, a bizarre <laughs> show about a god app partially conceived by Yoko Taro, you're going to stop oh, and spend some time on it. Hell yeah. 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 A good season, actually. So who needs drugs when you have next season's anime list? <laughs> and by the way, I wrote two pieces for the sequel guide, and I turned them both in on time. I've never been more proud of myself. Congratulations on doing the bare minimum. I know, right? Incredible. All right. Well, that's the housekeeping. Uh, I had one other question. Does anyone call... You say Tsukihime. Does anyone call it Skime? Like, Ski? Skime, you know? Uh, No, I don't... The rules of when to pronounce U's in Japanese baffle me. Ski, as far as I know, Suki is supposed to be pronounced Ski. But that's not with this. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying it in English is really hard. Yeah. I have no bloody idea, so I just, uh, I just guess. And if I get it wrong, I don't really care. Everybody says Suki, so I've always assumed that was correct. We should ask Proton. Die Suki. Yeah. uh, Yeah, Daisuke. Yeah, I know. I get it. If you're curious on how to pronounce Suki, please find Proton Storm. Just Google it. Whatever social medias you find, just send him messages on all of them. Just be sure, and uh, he'll get back to you for sure. He loves talking to the audience. Loves the fans. Yeah, of he loves the dick pics as well. Send him plenty. Of those. <laughs> <laughs> Send him you're your biggest throbbing veiners. <laughs> this is a children's show. Got a hope. All right, <clears throat> you guys want to talk about anime? Yeah, sure. Uh, if we must, yeah. Oh, we're here, I guess. Uh, so this season was, I'm going to say, below average in terms of quantity and quality. The best, some of the best shows. Mushoku Tensei took a nosedive. <laughs> I, whatever, it's yeah. fine. It, the last episode was okay. We don't need to talk about that show anymore. Uh, but what we maybe need to talk about is what you guys think was really good this season that I haven't really heard of. Um, hmm. I don't think I've heard Requiem talk about unique skill makes me OP yet. Oh, yeah. That's, that's one of them... Um... Especially in a season like this, where there's not like a ton on the on the high end, you just find the little quirky shows, right? So unique skill makes me OP even on level one. It's just another silly isekai show where the guy's OP, but it's got a real quirky sense of humor, and I really enjoyed watching it. Like he's got one part of his team is a, a bunny girl who keeps yelling out "dead" or "carrot," like obsessed with carrots. Okay. So like attack him, like where are my carrots? Damn it! That, I don't know. Or she got more. No, that's pretty much her main personality trait. Her job is to be a gag character who's obsessed with carrots, and she, she does a great job of it. Cool. Yeah, you know, he's got. You know, what's really funny is there's a a, a character called Emily who's like a, a small girl with a giant hammer who likes to smash shit with a hammer, and she's like best wife, but they're never ever clear on how old she is or what's going on. And according to our newest member of Anite in our chat. That she's supposed to be a dwarf and she's supposed to be older than him. And I'm like, wow, the show never fucking mentioned that at all. I love that trope. But I don't know. It's if you're like me and you watch pretty much any isekai, this is one of the better ones. That you know, it did its own thing, had a, a quirky sense of humor, it was a fun time to watch. Like it was it was really dumb in, in a really fun way. Like he had a magic gun. I always like a good magic gun. See, saying gun. it's one of the better isekai is like damning it with faint praise. Well, yeah. I mean, you're not going to like it, but if you're like me, <laughs> you know, it's a lot better than watching, like, you know, Harem in a Labyrinth in Another World or whatever. I mean, it wasn't... It, it was kind of on the same level as, as Vending Machine, right? It's it's weird and it's kind of dumb, but it's charming. 
I should mention that if you are anything like Requiem, seek medical help immediately. Oh, dog, they don't care for what I got. <laughs> but also, the vending machine isekai was actually really, really good. I really enjoyed it. It was one of my highlights of the season, which surprised me a lot. It was really silly, but they, they, they really mm. maximized the concept as far as they could. They did. It was really creative. It was quite clever in places and surprisingly heartfelt, especially towards the end. It's a full time my, wife, my wife loved the little... Uh, the little dudes in jackets, the, the voracious, whatever they're called, the, the gluttons. Yeah, they really the glutton team. She loved those guys. It irritated me, but it was fine. Ah, really? She thought they were adorable. I liked the main female character. She was just adorable. She was great. I also like the hero guy who had social anxiety. Yeah, he was pretty good too. Um, I, I really liked that towards the end, and this is probably a massive spoiler, when he was able to dispense sort of uh, an AED machine you know, for um, <laughs> applying <Yeah>. shocks <laughs> to resuscitate people. That was um, that was really good. I really I really appreciated that. So what he's yeah, just doing, he's just dispensing random things. Every he could turn into anything that w- that is technically a vending machine. What was the life before he got isekai? He's just a regular dude. Didn't have any yeah, he, he was obsessed by vending machines. Yeah, he was a vending machine otaku, so he he, he knows all the different kinds of vending machines. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, in a fantasy world, it's incredibly useful. Yeah. He was dispensing condoms at one point, which is interesting. Oh. That was still my favorite part. When they're like, we're having trouble with it, with uh, STDs, and he's like, all right, here, have some condoms. <laughs> every My favorite part of every episode was when he turned into something new, and, they, and the people had to like work out what he was doing. He's like, wait, so I do this, and I put, I put oh... Okay. Should I spray this liquid on them? Yes. And then let it on fire. <laughs> is that the best isekai of the season? Probably, yeah. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of great ones this one. It depends how you feel about Mishoko Tensei. Mishoko Tensei just took a nosedive in the middle of the season. I think it got better towards the end, but I still think that I actually enjoyed the vending machine one more consistently. Although in terms of storytelling, Mishoko Tensei is much better. But yeah, but the vending machine guy never trapped two girls in a closet and made them pee themselves, so... He did not. Or if he did, he did it off-screen. Yeah, so, I mean, there is that going for it. Yeah. Okay, no more about that show. Um, <laughs> so I'm just was- saying, like, if you recommended a vending machine to somebody, you would just tell them about the funny concept. You wouldn't have to, like, you know, qualify your statements with, now there's some stuff that's real bad. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm kind of tired of having to do for shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the full title of that? Uh, reincarnated. Reincarnated as a vending machine. Now I wander the dungeon. Weird. Like you didn't even need that second part. No. Does it just all take place in one dungeon? Yeah, pretty much. The different dungeon. Levels, yeah. It's like sort of open world, and each level of the dungeon has like a sky. I don't know how the dungeon really works. Like very video the dungeon is more like all like alternate levels of a reality. Essentially, yeah. Sounds fascinating. It was. Maybe I picked the wrong shows this season. Probably. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to. Uh, I know you guys talked about this already, but. How did uh, my happy marriage end? I mean, not, not uh, spoilery, but like, did it have a good ending? With an announcement of a second season, which I'm oh. delighted about. Yeah, yeah, we get more of that. Um, that was such a good show. I really, really, really enjoyed the show. It's probably my favorite show of the season. It it looked beautiful. It was extremely emotionally overwrought, but that was kind of the point of it. 
And thankfully, the really, really difficult like abuse and horrible stuff mostly dissipated <laughs> the first few episodes. I'm not sure my my heart could have taken that, but um, it was such a wholesome, lovely, lovely show, um, and it really showed excellent character development for the the main sort of couple. And the, the the girl who starts off as this abused Cinderella-like figure sort of gradually grows in confidence and in abilities, and just she grows as a human being because she is, has been displayed. She's been given love and and attention and encouragement, which is and it's, and it's just such a positive show from that point of view. Just it has some really really difficult to watch bits at the beginning, so you can see how some people might be put off from it. But uh, I loved that show. And it had psychic battles and stuff went on fire. I mean, what else do you do you need? That's about it. Yeah. Uh, definitely my wife's favorite show of the season. Yeah. For good reason. She's got better taste than you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Never met her, but I agree. <laughs> I guess. Sorry, I, I didn't watch. I only watched a couple episodes with my wife, so I don't have any overwhelming opinion on it, except that it's extremely well animated. Mm-hmm. So pretty. So, it's got it is getting a second season. I assume Netflix will get that one too. Most likely, that yeah. I don't know if they funded it or if they're just licensing it. I have no idea. Still, I can't believe they dropped it weekly. Like, finally, and that probably suggests that they are licensing it then. So it's yeah, it's probably been broadcast at some TV station in in Japan. So hopefully, they get the license for the second season then. And hopefully they they simulcast it again instead of doing that BS mm. to do where they hold on to it and drop it. I hate that. Yep. Yeah, like they did that with uh, Uku or Uku. They dumped that all at once, and that was not appropriate for a binge watch. All of the all of the rape in that made it like not good to watch several episodes on 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 a run together. Yeah, when I watched, it, I watched it like two episodes at a time because I watched it after it already. Mm-hmm. Sports, and yeah, I definitely didn't watch more than two a day. Did you finish it? Yeah, last time we talked, I think I'd already finished it. Did you? Okay. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, after I... that, I picked up a new show. So. Yeah, I... I liked it for the most part. It was a good show. I hope they make more of that, too. Well, yeah, I, I didn't... First episode, I'm like, yeah, this Shogun character is awesome. It's like, oh, now we're just never going to see her again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it still was good after that, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but after that, I picked up Sugar Happy Fairy Tale because you guys said it was so good, and I'm like, you mm-hmm. know, what? I need a new show to watch, and I picked it up. And I'm like, twenty episodes in, not quite done with it. I, th- I mm-hmm. assume it's not getting another core, at least not just yet. So they haven't said anything yet. No. Um, Did you like it? Yeah, for the most part, I liked it. I didn't. I mean, I didn't love it. It's cool. Uh, every time she makes a sugar sculpture, I'm like, all right, so I'm gonna steal it or smash it. And every yeah. time that doesn't happen, which has been maybe once, I'm like, oh, hey, all right. Oh, no, it's happened a couple of times. You know, when she took it to the exhibition, when you right. know, they presented it to the church. I love that show. I really do. I don't know how the hell you make that like Christmas tree looking thing. And like, oh, it's beautiful. And then they bring it to the church. Like, how come it doesn't look the same? I'm like, you worked on this for nine days and you don't know how the light reflecting off of it changes how it looks. Come on. Well, to be fair, they worked oh, on it nine days in the same room, so like they forgot to factor during in day and in nighttime. Room. They worked on it all day. Just enjoy the show, okay? No, I don't want to pick it apart. Yeah. So, this is what Rumio Takahashi said when somebody asked her how come 
uh, Kagome, I was always wearing her school uniform. Even when she's been, you know, in the other world for a while, she just said, just enjoy the show. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like the, the anime equivalent of go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, but the Sugar Apple, Apple Fairy Tale gets really quite dramatic in the last few episodes. Um, I, the, the the ending's great. I, I really liked it. I mean, it leaves it open for plenty more because I think they've only adapted maybe the first six novels and it looks like, I'm looking up just now, there are 18. <laughs> oh. So they need, they need, I want more. I, give me more. Yeah. Give me more. Give me a Mithril Lid Pod spinoff. I love how they say his full name almost every time. I know. I, I love how how she says it. Mithril Lid Pod. Every time. <laughs> Fucking love it. I love listening to him to say the fairies' names in English. It's just Shalf and Shalf. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best. I love that she calls him Shal, but she has to say Mithril Lid Pod every time. They're they're tight, you know. Mm-hmm. The, all the tiny fairies are the best. Like the the, the grown up, the tall fairies are all kind of, you know, whatever. But the little fairies are every single one of them has been great. I like the really sleepy one that works for Cat. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot to say. That's why he's so he doesn't cool. have a lot to say. But he's really funny. He's like, oh hey, you're here. Hey, you look exactly like this person I know. Oh, you are that person. Okay, <laughs> you look like Anne. I am Anne. Fuck, I love that show. I can't believe I like that show. I, I, uh, it's not really. Shoujo is not really my primary genre, but it's really fucking good. I love how it looks. Yeah. I recommend, what is your primary genre? Uh, action is shown in with boobs. Okay. I thought you were going to say harem trash, so that must be like number two or something. Well, like trash, just in general. Just yeah. in general. So, yeah, but even I have lines. Even I have lines. <laughs> I'd love to see them. Uh, so that's another show I think worth watching, but honestly, all these shows have all been like, Okay, I wouldn't be like, yo, you gotta watch this, but it's more like, hey, you, you want to look for a show and you got nothing else to do? Check it out. Unless you, I mean, do you guys think it's like a must-watch? Um, no. Not for everybody. No. That's one of those recommendations you have to tailor. Like, for some people I know, they would love that show, but there are other people who are just, they, they would, I know they would just bounce off it, so I don't know what we'll call it must-watch. I think some folks will find it boring because um, it's about Emotions and hopes emotions. and dreams and sparkly things, because um, there's not an awful lot of action in it. And it, but um, I I loved it. I think it was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. There's only three must-watch shows this season. Well, maybe we should just jump into those. I mean, I, my pick of the season is very easy for me. There's one that just stands out about the rest. It's a sequel. You may have heard of. But we're not going to talk about that. We were way on that one. Let's talk about ZOM 100, which keeps getting delayed over mm. and over again. And we finally got the fourth cast member. And oh, yeah, finally. They, you know, big new like foreign a, girl showed up. Yeah, it was like a double ep- story thing. It was, she didn't even get like a full introduction. It was like, yep, I'm here. And now we're going to go to Hot Springs. And that's it. Well, it's good oh. because it, it gives, you know, now that you got balance. There's two women for two men. And then that way there's no jealousy. Well, I mean, if we're talking about sheer mass of human the new character kind of over overscales the dudes. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> yes, for that very rare reason. Yep. Quite, she keeps calling it Japan instead Yeehaw. of Japan. Yeah. So I know you said just enjoy the show, but I'm sorry, I got to point this out. When they went to the hot spring and they were in that pool 
And I'm like, wow, look how clear and nice and clean that water is. And then, like, 50 zombies stand up. I'm like, how is that water not just, like, gangrenous, green? It should be disgusting, yeah. yeah. Like, that mm, didn't bother me too much because the show's dumb as it is in a good way. Yeah. Uh, but just, like, every time, just like, what? Okay, sure. You can't apply logic to it unless it decides it wants to have logic applied to it sometimes. It's very inconsistent, so I think you just have to go with it. It's a dumb, funny show. I've been enjoying it, but the the production must be an absolute shit show. Yeah, like every week is like a a week, week and a half delay, and then they like it's coming out on different days than it was supposed to. Yeah, yeah it gets delayed. Sometimes it, it airs on the right day, but it, then we don't get it right away. Like the, the episode nine got delayed only for streaming services, and I'm like, every other show is ending, and this is only on episode nine. Very weird. So streaming services have to re-encode it multiple times to fit different devices and different internet speeds, and of course they have to subtitle it, and all that takes a little bit of time. So I think they're just delivering each episode like maybe five minutes before it's due to broadcast on television or something. Yeah, they're definitely running behind. Although you're not really noticing, at least I'm not, I'm not noticing a big dip in the quality. So maybe that's what the problem is. They're now running about a month behind. Because it's meant to be, what, a 12-episode season? They've only just released episode 8. And episode 9 already has a delay. Yeah, it's a shame because it basically just... They killed all of its uh, momentum and hype. Like, it was... Like, the first episode especially generated a lot of discussion Mm. and a lot of interest. And then the show's, like, constant lateness has just kind of petered out all that momentum. The problem with anime fans is that we all tend to have fairly short memories. So if it's not broadcast every week. People just forget about it and move on to something broadcast else. Broadcast every week? It's meant to be yeah. broadcast every week. It's been broadcast like roughly fortnightly for the last month and a half. Yeah, you delay stuff. I'll forget. Like, I completely forgot about uh, what's that? Oh, crap. I, yeah, I lost it and I just forgot the name for some reason. Jolly crap. Uh, Nier. Nier Atomic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they dropped, he like, came four. back and I completely fucking forgot. And it, I didn't, I never even finished watching it. Because it was well, gone forever, and you just moved on to other shows, you know? It was really good, and it's coming back for a second season, so... It better hey. didn't have, like, any kind of real ending. Then you know, well, I mean, it did, Triangle. it had the ending A, so... But it had seven Triangle came back this season, and, uh, and like, nobody's noticed. It was <laughs> a shame, no- because it's still great. Nobody talks about it on the internet. If you look at, uh, at Reddit, at the um, new episode discussion forums, which I don't know if anybody, anybody does, but for the popular episodes, there's often sometimes even thousands of comments. Last time I checked, the most recent episode discussion for Ayakashi Triangle had something like six. Yeah, it's, it's a shame because it's, it's still been really good. I don't understand. It's like, what are you watching instead? It's not like there's a ton of other things to watch. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Going, no, a lot just, of people will tell me they oh, I went back to watch this show. I'm like, but you can watch something new. But people want to watch their comfort food. Mm. I mean, I can't talk. No, you always watch too many shows. That is true. I'm watching a lot of shows, even this season. And one of the worst anime seasons ever. Still hitting almost 20 shows. Yeah, there's something wrong with you, definitely. (laughs) It's true. I can't really say anything. I'm watching about 15 things, and I think that's a bit much for this season, but... I don't think I'm watching anything terrible. Good good on you. Before we move on from Zom 100, uh, maybe we just say a few things about it. Uh, animation is great. The characters are fun. Uh, it kind of beats you over the head with some of its themes, especially when you re- and 
reunites with his old boss, which, I mean, it's still fun. Yeah. But I would be like, all right, I get it. We know where this is going. But, yeah, they, uh, it's still I fun. like that, but it didn't need to be two episodes. No. Yeah. I did like it's how it kind of uh, furthered the relationship between him and the first the first woman we got, whose name I forget, and then her whole thing with her dad. Like, she's saying something like her dad would say, and like, oh, that's weird. And then she points it out, in the latest The Hot Springs episode, she points it out, like, oh, maybe I was just going back into my my old self because of that. So I was like, all right, well, they're, they're keeping their characters consistent, at least. Yeah, I mean, you know, that whole, you know, person creating their own fiefdom thing, that's pretty standard for zombie apocalypse storylines. So I liked. It. I thought it could have been one episode, but they're it. hitting all the beats. I like it. I'm not really big on zombie stuff, but uh, it's fun enough, and it like twists it on its head that it's just like, all right, this is actually worth it. Honestly, I'm I'm so exhausted of zombies. Like I won't even watch it most of it, but this is pretty good. Generally, like a zombie movie or show, I just I'm I just will watch. I'm like I'm tired of fucking zombies. Probably more coming. So yeah, if you, even if you're not into zombies, I would still recommend it. I'm one of the top three this season, I'd say. It wasn't in my top three, but it's pretty good. It wasn't in your yeah. top three? All right, what is in your top three that doesn't start with a J? That doesn't start with a J? Kijutsu Kaisen, not in your top three? Oh, yeah, no. I keep forgetting that. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, I guess that would be my top three. I don't know why I keep not thinking about that show. Carry over from last season, so maybe not counting it. I was thinking about like shows that were new for this season. Okay. Uh, the top three would be Dark Gathering, mm-hmm. um, Undead Murder Farce, and mm-hmm. Classroom for Heroes, which no one else will watch, and it pisses me off because it's fucking great. All right. Can you give me a rant on that? I mean, Classroom Heroes, okay, first of all, everyone knows I am extremely susceptible, to e- even more than Isekai, to the Magic High School show. I fucking love Magic High School shows. But Classroom for Heroes is so fucking goofy. It has such Looney Tunes, like literal Looney Tunes injury where people like, you know, they get so stunned they turn to dust, right? Or like they bounce around a room like they're made of rubber. That, that kind of like cartoon energy is so infused in the show. And it, it takes it takes itself so unseriously and it just fucks around with the concept. And the main character is such a fucking doof. I just love it. It's got such great goofball energy. And, like, no one watches the show because it's a magic high school. So everyone just assumes they know what it is. And no one, they don't want to watch it. I'm like, but it's uh, it's so fucking funny. It's having, it's such a good time. Like, we've got a bunch of, like, last season we got a couple of good magic high school shows. You can do a lot with that setting. A lot of different things you can do. I love, it. like, the main character is just so, he's so beyond dense. He's so, like, such an innocent, even though he's, like, that he's used to be the hero, so he's like super powered, but he's such an <laughs> like he just doesn't he's just unaware of like the difference between boys and girls. There's one chick was one time like what look, like he doesn't even get a look watch and she flashes him and she he just looks at her and goes what are you doing? And if, <laughs> Why is he like this? It's just how because he spent he he was basically discovered on a, like a battlefield and he spent his entire like childhood. Uh, fighting demons and monsters and shit. So he hasn't developed socially at all. So he's just, he's just like very, very, very naive. And they play that as a joke constantly. It's the, the contrast between how powerful he is and how fucking goofball dense he is. It's really funny. It was like full metal panic. No, he's not, he's not an idiot to that degree, but I mean a little bit, 
That's you know, where like he just doesn't get it sometimes. Mm-hmm. He never like set a claymore mine in the bathroom or anything like full metal bed. I need to watch Fumafu again. Yeah, Fumafu is the best. That's very good. Like Full Metal Panic, the problem is like Full Metal Panic was always the best when they were playing off the comedy of this idiot soldier in in a regular high school, and it was always worse when they tried to lean into their stupid drama. Except Second Rate is one of the best anime I've ever watched. Second, I I got really mad at Second Rate, so. I don't know. It has the dude who's masturbating to kittens and he's like ripping tissues up nonstop. And I'm just like, holy yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the first season yep. of Full Metal Panic, when they were serious, not very good. So I think they really upped the scale after the second and third season. But anyways, you know what? You got some. You got some time. Watch Full Metal Panic. But the first season. No, the no. First season. <laughs> no, you got time. Watch Classroom for Heroes. Fine. And also Dark Gathering and Undead Murder Farts. Dark Gathering is so fucking good. All right, give me a minute yeah. on that. Are you giving me I, a I think Doc is. I think Doc is with me on this one. Uh, yeah, it's it's really really good. It's one of the very few anime shows that actually manages to do horror well. Um, I mean, it does have that kind of weird, slightly cutesy look that reminds me a lot of Higurashi, but it has quite a different tone to it. Uh, it, it, it. It is funny at times, but it's quite serious, and some of the stuff that happens is kind of horrifying. Some of the imagery is just seared itself into my brain. <laughs> no, it's deeply, deeply fucked sometimes. Like I yeah. my best the best way I've been able to describe it is imagine Scooby Doo with all them goofballs, a- assholes, but instead of like old men and mask, it's like horrifying supernatural entities or what they're actually running into. Yeah. That's what it is. Like they like it's like kind of Hirashi. It's like, oh look at these characters having a good time with each other. Oh my god, there's a guy like rips out people's brains and scratches the brainstem. Like I, I can never forget looking at that, like, scratching the brainstem. Just, and ah! the, the most recent episodes feature a ghost that, when you enter their territory, it, it wounds your neck, and the longer you stay there, it cuts deeper and deeper and deeper until you're eventually beheaded. It's like okay, oh, I don't like any of this. Now, that's the thing is like it's it it's so hard to balance a show that's funny sometimes and scary sometimes. And to do both, and it did it does both. Sometimes it's kind of funny, like the fact that Eriko is is a horrifying Yandere. Mm. <clears throat> that girl is the scariest thing on the show. Yeah. And then when they go when it goes into horror mode, it goes hard. It's really really messed up. It's the whole episode in in like I love the god that they're fighting. By the way, that's that's a great character too. Mm. But the whole episode in that Jake's apartment with the guy with the freaky eyes who scratches brain stems is some of the scariest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and the it horrible sort of karmic revenge that comes to him is just... <laughs> really, really I mean, he deserves it, but it was still horrifying to look yeah. at. <laughs> and the, the deadpan little girl's like, yeah, he's going to suffer for centuries. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're, getting, they're hitting that Higurashi like, sweet spot of having like, the little adorable girl who's like, you know, unrelentingly uh, terrifying in, in a fight and just be like, oh, you're a terrifying spirit. I'm going to slap your ass into a stuffed animal and use you. Yeah. <laughs> All these evil spirits are just inside these like quivering teddy bears. Fucking creepy ass head, teddy bear head. Oh my God. <laughs> what is wrong with the guy who writes this? <laughs> I don't know. But like, the thing is, there's something wrong with him, but he's also brilliant because it's so yeah. well constructed. Mm-hmm. I love that show. Yeah, the the manga's available on um, the, the Shonen Jump app. It's pretty good. 
Uh, the anime is a very almost sort of one-to-one adaptation of it, but it's definitely worth reading the the manga. It, it's even more unsettling in that sort of really dark monochrome um, look well, that know, it has. Yeah. I've seen some of the panels of the manga where they where they draw Ergo in her Sundera form, and it's even more scary than in the anime. Yeah, in the anime, almost adding the, the bright colors makes it slightly less scary. The, that manga's unsettling. It's almost like it's difficult to translate the works of Junji Ito into anime, and they've tried several times and failed horribly. They've done a much better job of translating this guy's artwork into um, decent anime. Yeah, I, I love that he hasn't figured out that she's tracking him yet. Right. Like, she keeps showing up at the, at the last second to save him, and somehow he never figures out that she's got trackers on him. <laughs> At this point, do we think he's really going to mind? <laughs> no, no, no. You, you know, it, it really it saved his ass repeatedly. So, yeah. yeah. And you know, I would very, I would strongly suggest he not break up with her at any point. Mm. It's very much a pro stalking anime, I suppose. Which I'm not sure how you feel about that. <laughs> it's it's a show that's damaged in a lot of ways. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. god trying to marry like a a 16 year old girl, and she's like, I don't want to deal with you and your age gap romance. Yeah, don't mirror the life choices of the people in this anime. <laughs> You'll get locked up. You need to watch it, Hybrid. Seriously, it's really fucking horror. Good. I don't want to. I mean, I don't like horror either. I don't watch horror movies, but it's so effectively handled here. I mean, that's great. I'm glad it's good. It's still horror. I used to watch anything as long as it was good. And there was like this one season where it was just like Higurashi and Shiki and another. I'm just like, this is too much. I can't do this another anymore. Was, another wasn't scary. See, I'm not saying it's scary, but it's just the imagery. It's like, I don't want to deal with that imagery. It's like, give me nightmares. The umbrella. You know, I forgot that. Maybe I could just count on my terrible memory and just watch it and appreciate it. Yeah, you'll forget most of it anyway. All right. All right. I'll consider it. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about, let's talk about some of the best shows, I think, now. Because these these sound good. Uh, Maybe I'll check out Classroom. Uh, But definitely, I think we're all loving uh, Undead girl murder farce mm-hmm. uh, i feel like oh, each, God, yeah. each mini arc like lasts a little longer than the the, la- the previous one so i'm just like are they just going to keep extending what's going on but the whole werewolf thing has been really interesting and i think we're finally gonna get a solution as of this recording uh the season finale i'm hoping there's another episode because jesus uh, i don't want that kind of cliffhanger yeah there's another one I think it's hilarious how they keep putting the maid character into increasingly absurd lesbian scenarios. <laughs> yes, seriously. That was a, a nice shot that they had. It was just all ladies on the ground just, just hanging out. Moaning. <laughs> Moaning softly. Well, that's why they had that vampire character. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. She just has these uh, fluids that she puts in him and it's just like a super <laughs> aphrodisiac. And... That's, that's Carmilla. She, she, um, she's the one who in history, apparently, she's a noble who killed a bunch of teenage girls and bathed in their blood because she thought it would keep keep her young. Oh, so yep. it's lore accurate, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah everybody like, uh, everybody in the thing is lore accurate. Yeah. I thought she was the one that was just like, yeah, we just want a horny vampire. I had no idea. Well, yeah, that is why they picked her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, some of the relationships are so weird because they, they went through all this trouble to get this thing so they can get to the, the werewolf village. And then they're like, well, we know that Frankenstein and Moriarty and all our buddies, we know they're going to show up eventually. And then when he does show up, it's just like, yeah, here you go. Here's a diamond. We'll see you later. I'm like, well, what is your relationship with these people? I don't understand. It's so casual. 
and all this murder's happening, and they're just like, yeah, okay, no biggie, another murder, whatever. It's like, all right. Well, I mean, when you're when you're half a, a monster or, or an immortal being who's been alive for a bunch of times, you know, murder is just another murder. You know, you've seen so much shit. You kind of like that's part of the storyline of their characters. It's like they're she's a nerd to this kind of stuff. She's tired of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I, it's like I what, it, it's like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but like more gothic. Yeah, with a head in a cage. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people don't react. Usually they do. Like, whoa. They always look at the maid. It's like, nope. My, yeah, my favorite thing is that they, they think someone's doing a Vacherokas act. <laughs> Where's that voice coming from? So when Nothing will be, ever get better than the episode where he grabbed the birdcage with the bird in it by accident. This <laughs> is <laughs> just a bird. Oh, shit. They <laughs> put around her head, bounces into the street. I think the real reason why the show is so good, I mean, there's so many reasons the characters and the animation, but the directing is just impeccable because every every episode this entire season, I'm like, oh, it's over. Like, well, I didn't see that coming. It's just, it always, I'm always engaged the entire episode. Right, yeah, every episode feels like it's five minutes long, and that's when you know you guys have something good going on. Well, it's so the director much. of Kaguya-sama, so um, he does an excellent job <laughs> whatever he does, pretty much. Yeah, he directed Kaguya-sama, but he managed to do something good this time. Oh, Damn. Well, it's been a while since so we got a really bad take. At least half an hour. <laughs> so. Further evidence that Wreck is broken. I'm allowed to not like things. Nope. We have to like no. everything we like. Nope. Zero sucks. Uh, so, yeah, it's a good show. Great show, even. I, I highly recommend it. If you like the fables, villains, and heroes. Are there any heroes? No. And then mixed yeah, with. Mixed with some uh, animal shit. Sherlock Holmes counts as a hero, I think. Oh, yeah, Sherlock Holmes was there. But he's not a fabled character. He's just like, where does where he come from? What does he call it? You know, Fables is in the public Fiction. domain now. Yeah. yeah. The guy was like, he him. got sick of, he got fucking dealing with DC's bullshit. So he's like, fuck it. It's public domain now. Yeah, I think I heard that. Yep. Yeah, it's Fables. crazy. Fables is one of my favorite comic books ever. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it is amazing. Nothing will ever, like, the wooden soldiers just stomping around, calling them all like flesh bags. <laughs> yeah, I've been collecting every issue of the most recent um, the series that they did. He's done like issues one hundred, what one hundred and fifty-one to one hundred and sixty-two, and I'm just waiting for them all. I'm going to read them all at once. Yeah, Snow White and Bigby Wolf, the OTP. Bigby. Yep. Oh yeah, watch that show. We all love it. Um. All right, let's talk about Jujutsu Kaisen. Because uh, it is probably my favorite show that's airing right now, even though it's not part of the new season, it does technically count. So yeah, fucking incredible! I've just yeah. every episode, the last episode with Gojo, where they were recording like the little interviews about him, and I'm like, oh shit, is he finally gonna die? Because he's definitely mm-hmm. the over OP character that overshadows the main character. So at some point, he's gotta die. But no spoilers, he's just sealed. Mm-hmm. But uh, that episode was incredible. Every episode's been incredible. Yeah, it's really, really, really good. Just like when he freezes everything, and he's like, and they have like the little narration is like, in two tenths of a second, he destroyed 2,000 uh, transformed humans, and blah blah blah. Yeah, he just slaughtered all those motherfuckers. Uh, the animation was so good on that sequence. Yeah. Just like- and, and, and this episode proved one of my long running theories is that that would not fucking actually ghetto, it's some kind of fucking zombie. And I was kind of right. right. I didn't expect a talking brain. 
Well, he has a big scar across his forehead, so definitely something happened to him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought I had to do something like that. I I wasn't quite expecting the talking brain, but you know, it was there. I was in the ballpark. Did he die at the end of the movie? I don't. Remember. Yeah, he died at the end yeah. of Zero. So that was I forget. He got beaten up by that kid who had made the pact with his girlfriend, became a yeah, yeah. spirit, and then he just he killed him. Yeah, Gojo killed yeah. him. Gojo killed him. Yeah, Yuta beat him up, and when he was trying to escape, Gojo killed him. Man, I don't remember that at all. Fuck and man. that's why when he shows up in the show, I'm like, wait a minute, that guy's dead, and he's got that weird shit on his head. What is he? He's got to be like some kind of zombie or a puppet or something. And then I was kind of right. I'm embarrassed that I didn't remember that. But yeah, that's. I guess they like had little elements of his personality that are different from the flashback mini arc that we got. Before. Yeah, that, he acts completely different. That's that was yeah. why I was thinking about that the whole time. And we haven't seen that brain thing before, right? We don't know what no. that is. No, no, that was the first appearance of the brain thing. Yeah, very interesting. Can't wait to see where it's going. Killing off a lot of innocent people, which is, like, distressing, yeah. but it gives you some stakes. So. Apparently and, uh, this, this arc, the Shibuya arc, is really highly regarded amongst fans of the manga, so people have been really, really hyped about this adaptation. For good reason so far. JJK never hesitates to whack some people. Like, there's not a show that will that'll pull back from the violence. Like, I still can't believe they shot that girl in the flashback. All right, I like, I remember going back. I was like, when oh, she got no. shot, I was like, <gasps> came out of nowhere. And she's like, they didn't, and there was no shenanigans bringing her back on that. She was just fucking dead. I was like, God yeah. dang it. This show is brutal sometimes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I forgot what I was going to say, but yeah. It's, uh, like, there's a, like, that's a moment where most shows, most shonen. Uh, like that's the big moment, and then they they protect her, save her, and she's a returning character. So like, nah, that's what she got. And she didn't even die in like a cool, like curse way. She just got capped in the head. I like how they subvert expectations from typical shonen stuff <laughs> without making a big deal of it. It's like, yeah, oh, you thought this was gonna happen, and this happened, but no, it just it happens naturally. It doesn't feel forced. Um, and again, the, another show with like the direction that really just keeps you engaged the entire episode. Like one of my favorite things is how how. They decided to, like, tell them that Yuji was still alive. He didn't have, like, a cool moment where he, like, like he Goku's out and, and then reappears in the middle of a fight. He rolled about there in a box and he popped out of it. <laughs> oh, right. It's a really fucking funny show, too. Forgot about that. That's, it's just it, kind of like Dark Gathering where, like, it gets really serious and there's really heavy stakes. But sometimes it's really, really funny. It has a panda. Hell <laughs> yeah. a panda who's not a panda. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a cursed being of some kind. He's just a cursed human. He's just a being. Yeah. He's like a cursed puppet with with his own will. I guess it's kind of what I it is. Talking about puppets, the um the, the guy who controls the puppets eventually made this massive mecha thing, and that was that was incredible. That? I, I that was a great that was a great fight. It was uh, like that's. I was bummed when he lost because well, that, you know that was so great, Rick. Was because it lifted entire scenes from Evangelion wholesale. <laughs> right, but it, it did it without all the dumb bullshit that's attached to Evangelion. Uh, hey, if Evangelion was just the mech fights, I would love that show. Like, I, like mech fights are extremely well done in Evangelion. I would not say otherwise. It's all the other horseshit attached to it. I don't like. You mean all the important like plot and character development? Yeah. If if the Fuck main character of Evangelion was Yuji instead of Shinji, it'd be a great show. That's the point. He's meant to be annoying. Anyway, right, fine. Get, get, Move on. You're wrong. You're fine, yeah, that's the point, but I don't like the point. The point is stupid. <laughs> Look, if we were to transition to something that's Gainix adjacent, 
Did either of you guys check out the new FLCL grunge? No. No. It, it it's CG cool. animated. I can't handle it. It looks abysmal. It's not available to me in the UK anyway. Oh, well, good. They did you. Yeah, you're probably, but you're probably better off. It did look watched... awful. So I guess they're going by seasons now because season five just got announced for the trailer. It's 2D at least, so that's something. But like, yeah, the shoegaze that they call it? Is it shoegaze. I don't know. I only watched the. Yeah, trailer. you're right. That's what it's called. Yeah, that looked at least it looked better. Like it looked like actual anime instead of some but the fucking 3D arts project is, for a school. What is FLCL now? Is it just a bunch of random shit that happens and sometimes the pillows comes on? Like what is FLCL the franchise? Is it Adult Swim just has the rights and they have to keep making them so they don't lose the rights? Why do they keep making these? I've only ever seen the original. I've never bothered with any of the follow-ups. The other two were okay at best. They had, like, one good episode per OVA, which was, like, each one was six episodes, so combined it was, like, a full season. And it was just fine. I I tried to watch Alternative, and I'm like, I don't care about any of these characters. Like, where's the energy of the first show? Yeah, I was like, the first show is so ridiculous right and it's it's got so much energy to it but it has and it's trying to make it has meaning though yeah it's trying to make a point there's a whole thing in there about a a loss of childhood and stuff you know like that and like there's none of that shit in this other stuff it, it, like, it feels cynical the girl I I which like. one had the girl as the main character season two or three that i think that was alternative yeah it had some of that but it didn't really hit but it didn't well. hit nearly the same way no. and it's like oh well the introduction of Haruko in the original FLCL was like, wow, what a weird character. Like, this is early days for some people's anime life. And it's like, oh, we're, she doesn't really have that impact anymore. Especially because you don't have, like, goddamn the the creators of Trigger all pretty much worked on the original FLCL. And I don't think any of them are working on any of these other ones. So I just don't know why they keep making them. Because the, the brand has, like, value. It's Are recognizable. They? So they got to ring every fucking dollar. If the not, numbers were lower, they must go up. They're not. They're not bringing like Demon Slayer numbers in. It was. They had like Adult Swim numbers, which back then were a lot. Whereas nowadays, that's not really that big. I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna watch Grunge. It looks pretty bad. It looks bad. If you watch Grunge, contact Proton Storm on any social media platform. Tell you we thought of it, especially if you liked it. Want to hear? It. I just want to know if you guys are watching. It. I didn't think you would. No, no I just can't. Yeah, well, I actually can't for equal reasons. Yeah, I mean, I mean you, well, you could hoist the colors, be, but like it doesn't it doesn't do seem worth the effort. I, I don't care about it enough to do so. But it's got the thing in it. Yeah, what is up with that? By the way, I don't know. It looks re- he has a samurai sword. I don't know if they got the memo. People watch anime because they like looking at attractive, skinny people, not funky rock mans. I don't know. There's some, there's some big, big dude anime characters that I like, but that guy's not doing it for me. No fan art for me. Thank you very much. You know you'll draw if somebody offers you enough money. If, absolutely. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I'll suck their dick for a dollar. Uh, so is there anything, <laughs> anything else you want to talk about for news? <laughs> Can we talk about how you'll suck a dick for a dollar? If it's clean. You got, you got to have your rates have to be higher than that, dude. Uh, twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, okay. The, at least, at least enough to buy McDonald's. Have you bet on Fiverr? It's competitive. <laughs> Is that Very what they do on Fiverr? I always wonder. They don't even think they don't even need it to be clean on Fiverr. Don't go to Fiverr. It's a seller's market. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's a seller's market. I can find a dick on the street for less. I don't need that shit. 
should probably cut this whole part out. No, leave it in. We'll name it. Hey, Doc, did you watch Helk? Yes. Do you like it? Um, that's I, the same thing. I, that's the exact same reaction I keep having to it. Like, uh, I, th- I think it's gradually getting better. Um, <clears throat> I, I've read the manga now up to volume four. Um, definitely, stuff gets interesting from sort of volume three onwards. So we're coming up to yeah, up to about that point. I don't know. It's this- fine. Yeah, the stuff since they got off the island has been better. I'm, yeah. It's a road trip now. I kind of like that. But I'm like, I'm still waiting. Everyone kept saying this was such a great uh, manga. and It was going to be hype. And I keep waiting for it to be great. And it's just always kind of pretty good. Yeah. It's hard to recommend it just now because, it, yeah, it's it's just it's fine. Um, but it, it has a whole other season coming. So it's just going to keep going. It's got, what, 24, 25 episodes in total. Um, which will still not be enough to adapt the entire manga, so maybe they'll have to either do a movie or another season afterwards if it's popular enough. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah, me too. I'm not going to stop, but I keep kind of waiting for it to hit the next gear, and it hasn't ever quite gotten there. I mean, the little furry blob guy, Pee-wee, he's quite funny. Pee-wee's hilarious. And I do like the the red-haired girl. Uh, she's and she's the real... She's the real, real main character, really. Hilk's just kind of... He's, he's the mystery box. We don't really understand what he's all about yet. Yeah, Hilk's really um, more just like a force and that she has to try and understand. But, like, yeah, the, the, the actual view, vo, uh, viewpoint character is, you know, Anne or Vermilio. Volume 4 of, of the manga starts delving deep into Hilk's backstory, which will be what will probably form the first sizable chunk of the second season. Uh, and that stuff's pretty interesting and fairly tragic as well. So um, if you've stuck around, you might as well keep sticking around because that, that stuff is pretty good. Right. So maybe watch if you have the time. Yeah. Well, if you're already watching, just keep watching. I just think keep watching it, yeah. yeah. It's not going to get any worse. It's probably going to get better. Yeah. That's good. Do we move on to news or is there anything else we need? To talk about. Nah, that was all the good stuff, I think. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Nothing else. I mean, Kaido's dead. The One Piece arc that lasted like four years is finally going to end, probably in like seven months when they have the giant conclusion episode. But yeah, that's it. We don't have to talk about One Piece. <clears throat> Did they find the One Piece? Uh, moving on to the news, uh, Dr. Kev, we have some interesting news for you foreigners out there and people that like <laughs> to hunt down deals. Suck it. <laughs> okay. So uh, last year, Right Stuff International, which is the biggest independent anime and manga retailer in North America, was bought out by Sony uh, under their Crunchyroll brand. And until now, they'd not made any changes. However, they have just announced that from October 10th, 2023, Right Stuff will be closing and their services will be migrated over to Crunchyroll, to their online Crunchyroll store, which I've never used because apparently it's shit. Um, Now, why would somebody outside of the US be interested in this? Well, Right Stuff has always been the go-to company for importing stuff like for me and for a bunch of other people in the uk and other countries um because the prices are pretty good and they've got an excellent selection of stuff 
Crunchyroll have announced that from the 10th of October onwards, they will not, no longer be shipping their home video products outside of North America, which is an absolute disaster, especially when it comes to um, Blu-rays, etc., produced by Crunchyroll themselves. Because, especially in the UK, we used to have uh, Manga Entertainment, who was then bought by Funimation, who was then bought by Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll shut their UK offices and now run their UK operation remotely and terribly, it has to be said. And their number of releases have slowed to an absolute trickle. They hardly release anything anymore. And the problem with Crunchyroll being a a monopoly, they own almost everything. So the number of Blu-ray releases for new anime in the UK has cratered. And now they are closing the most common way to import Blu-rays from the US to the UK. And part of the problem here is there's another large company in the UK which has been running for about 30 or so years called uh, UP1 or United Publications. Uh, And they've just announced that they are closing. (laughs) uh, This is the other place where I used to get my imported Blu-rays and things. Um, Presumably because they sourced everything from right stuff. Um, I expect and the the benefit from buying from them is you didn't have to pay the import duty, so sometimes that was a cheap way to get it. So this is just another nail in the coffin for um, physical media, especially outside of the US. And and the problem with right stuff in the US is they are also the main distributor for Crunchyroll's main competitors, i.e., Discotech and Sentai, um, and because. Right Stuff has the infrastructure um, already there, and who knows what Crunchyroll is going to do to that infrastructure, and who knows how they're going to penalise these their competitors, because there's there's no reason for them to play nice with them anymore. Um, and it's not like uh, any Monopolies Commission gives a shit, because the deal's already gone through. So I think this is possibly all part of Sony's rather evil plan to just gradually phase out physical media entirely um you know disney's already started to do that they've stopped selling blu-rays and dvds in uh, australia and new zealand and presumably that's just a test case to see how it goes everywhere else so soon we're going to be stuck with just streaming or piracy and i'm not happy because i like my physical media so sony can go screw themselves anyway yeah i mean sony like has the rights to the blu-ray format too but i guess that's just not enough for them to care just like yeah we don't really need those sales anymore. It's just... I mean, when when they took over Right Stuff, this was basically inevitable. It was eventually they would just merge into it. Although, you know, cutting off the rest of the world seems like a I don't know selling less of stuff seems like a bad business decision. But I I don't know anything about business. I guess so. And neither does Crunchyroll by the signs of it. Oh, it's just what oh, that's why the FTC should have looked at that deal. And for some reason, like they, it gave scrutiny to when they bought Funimation, but they basically just let this slip right through. And I'm like, like there's, they, they, there's nobody else. Even if you wanted to start another anime, independent anime retailer and try to make deals with like Discotech and Sentai, you, how would you do it? Like you couldn't run the business uh, profitably because of how much Crunchyroll controls. And by that extension, Sony controls. Like it's it's bad. This is vertical integration at its worst. Yeah. So uh, I'm cross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah it's, it's one of those things that's really 
like frustrating because like there's nothing you can do. Like you can't start your own company and get stuff. Like there is it's just like don't pirate things, don't steal things. Like you make you basically force the people to. Yeah. I spent hundreds of dollars on right stuff and it's like they're just saying that they don't want my money anymore. Like, they want your streaming money. Okay. So, I mean I, I already pay them for that. <laughs> That's not enough. You know, I would buy their Blu-rays if they released them in the UK, but they didn't. Where's my ReZero Season 2, you bastards? They they listed it, and then I, I put in my pre-order, and then they said, actually, we're just not going to bother anymore. Fuck you. So you can't use, like, Amazon with a VPN or something? I suppose I, I could use a VPN to stream other country stuff, but... Well, um, go to the United States. Well, you need to buy yeah. stuff from Amazon. So, um, lots of there's lots of restrictions on what Amazon will sell. So sometimes it will say, especially for DVDs and Blu-ray, this item is not available for shipping outside of North America. So you might be able to get things from third-party sellers who often mark things up quite significantly. Just go ahead and buy them, Doc. I'll ship them to you. There you go. I I'll may start sending you care packages to the Scott to Scotland and be like, yeah. "Hey, hold on!" I tell my wife, "Like, hold on, I gotta go send forty Blu-rays to Scotland." Put two stamps yeah. on it. That should do it. But that's that's why Crunchyroll keeps producing them. Eventually, yeah, I mean, I don't get. I, I'm like you, Doug. I'm an old man, and I like my physical media. I want my shit. You know, I want to have complete control over it. I don't want people to be able to take it from me or alter it. You know, that's why I'm still holding on to my 1981 VHS of Star Wars because that's the only one George Lucas didn't fuck with. That's not the way he meant to make it. it well, true it's the way it should be. Like, if you're – like, my, my friend who's super into Star Wars, like, his kids have never seen Star Wars the way that I saw it when I was a kid because it's not available anywhere and nobody has a fucking VHS player. Not even the original mm-hmm. DVDs? No, no, it's never good. The last version of the original theatrical version of Star Wars came out on Laserdisc. Mm, every DVD and every Blu-ray and everything you can stream is all the altered versions that he did later where Han doesn't shoot first and uh, CGI Chewie, or not CGI Chewie, CGI Jabba meets him at a ship and has all this extra bullshit. Yeah. Wrong. I don't care. I don't care that that version exists. I care that he doesn't let us have both versions. Like, let me make that decision. I don't know, but like, like, there's so many things problematic about not having physical media, and it just like, but that's where we're going. I don't. I don't like. We're headed there. I mean, when when there's no when you 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 joke, but when everything kind of made it a little bit. I mean, like when everything can be altered or manipulated or pulled or controlled by somebody, and you can't like have your own version of it. That like that is part of like a dystopia. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I I write a series of retrospective articles on Anime News Network, which is the anime that you should have been watching ten years ago. And in order to source some of this anime, I've had to go and just buy things on secondhand DVD or Blu-ray or even pirate it because there's no way for me to access this stuff legally, which is terrible. It's only 10 years ago. Um, For example, I'm about to start writing about um, autumn 2013, and I want to write about Beyond the Boundary, which you cannot get in the UK. You cannot stream in the UK. You you have to track down one of the long out of print DVDs or Blu-rays from whenever that came out, like eight or nine years ago. That's pathetic, um, and that's a fairly big show. I mean, that, that's that's is that Kyoto Animation, I think it is. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, 
that's not it's a, a major small, studio, yeah. small, tiny company. Um, because you know, licensing things change. I mean, the company that published that uh, was absorbed into Manga Entertainment, which was bought by Funimation, then by Crunchyroll, and then they've with- essentially withdrawn almost entirely from the market, and they've never reprinted any of this stuff from back then. They've never relicensed it for streaming, so it's just gone. It's, it's, it's ten years old and it's gone. I think it's it's twenty twenty three. Why don't why are we having these like with with globalization being the force that it is? Why are we having this provincial market based bullshit? You know, you well, keep complaining about people pirating your shit, but then you make it impossible to get. Like, what do you think happens when you do that? Yeah, they, they people aren't going to go. Oh well, shucks. I guess I can't. They're going to go fucking steal it. That's how it works. Ugh. I hate people. Starting to think that corporations don't really care about us. I know yeah. it's almost like capitalism was a mistake. Communism. I, I've been saying it. Communism. Better way to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me some good communism. This is tracked all the way to like hunter gatherer tribes. Just start over. Anyway, well, I finished hey, ranting now, so... No, we can go off for a few more hours. <laughs> uh, the thing yeah. we need to do is we need to get our money together and start Annie Tay, the anime retailer. Start selling anime now? Fuck yeah. With our commentary, our commentary tracks over it? Do some riff tracks for anime? I think that would be very popular. We're talking. All right. We'll, we'll talk to Proton, see what he has to say. I think he'll like it. Send all of your ideas to Proton. He'll love them too. Absolutely. Unsolicited ideas. Hundreds of them. No, it'd be great. See, we'll watch like a period anime and then we can just have Proton rambling for hours about all the inaccuracies. And actually, (laughs) the architecture here was really from the late 1800s and then, you know, you can hear me snoring on the track. All right, let's move on. (laughs) If Proton listens to this, we're all going to get kicked out. Yeah, Proton doesn't listen to nothing. (laughs) Proton doesn't love us. He doesn't. That's why he never comes on. We don't give him enough reason to love us. He always tells us, oh, next weekend, champ. We'll we'll get together then. We're just like, we're sitting there with our baseball glove. Like, but you said. (laughs) Should we have a catch, Dad? (laughs) Ah, Dad's wrist hurt today, son. Anyways, Nippon TV is going to acquire Studio Ghibli as a subsidiary. Uh, They'd be the largest shareholder with 42% share. Uh, Ghibli and Hayao Miyazaki have a, had a long relationship with NTV, dating back to the airing of Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind on NTV. Then new Kinyo Rocho movie programming back in 1985. So this is a, like a long time coming. Miyazaki's films have uh, since aired regularly on the block to consistently high ratings. As we all know, everyone loves Ghibli, even non-anime fans. Uh, NTV once hosted Ghibli's official website until Ghibli began using its own hosting, yada yada. So this seems like a big deal. I wonder if this is going to change their production line. What's going to happen? They say it won't, but we all, I don't see any like good results from this. Like, obviously, they've been partners for a long time, and, you know, Miyazaki's son got tired of everybody shitting on him. He doesn't want to take over the company. So, like, they they didn't have any succession plans. The the second in command at Ghibli is also in his 70s. So, like, this was their plan to keep it running after Miyazaki moves on. But, a big corporation owning you is never the. There's never a good outcome to that. It, best case scenario, nothing changes, but things will change eventually. Eventually, I mean, it might be ten years, but 
for now. Because the people who run Ghibli now, their goal is to make good movies. The goal of Nippon TV is to make money. And when your goal of owning an artistic output, you know, business is to make money instead of making good stuff, it always makes things worse. I was going to go to Disney and they're just going to do lots of sequels. It'd be like Ponyo 2 and 3. Oh, God, Ponyo 2. You look at Disney, you look at Activision, it's always the same with all these big corporations. Like, yeah, it's going to be fine. And then, oh, yeah, you just you just want money and you're going to lay off tons and tons of people. And eventually that division might even not exist anymore. Hopefully that won't happen. No, I mean, I, you know, it's just kind of like the Crunchyroll right stuff. You know, somebody bought something and eventually there'll be consequences. What I forgot to mention earlier, in the UK it's even worse because the second biggest anime um, licensor, which is Anime Limited, was bought by the Embracer Group. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> they're, they're just uh, closing they're, everything. They're, they're collapsing like a clown in a cupboard. Two years yeah. from now, Embracer will be probably gone. They made so <laughs> I still, yeah, I still think Dex Omega, our, our glorious leader, was correct about Embracer Group and it's essentially a money laundering operation. <laughs> I mean, it could, it could be. They don't spend I mean, a lot of money on um, the games, but they spend a lot of money on like marketing and stuff. Yeah, but it's just like they, nothing. None of their business decisions make any sense if viewed through a completely legitimate lens. Mm-hmm. So some other shit was going on there. But yeah, I I anticipate this being look. We're gonna look back on this in ten or fifteen years and be like, ah, fuck, that's when everything went wrong. Remember when Gilly was good? Like no. Yeah, to be fair, even if they go bad now, they still have a really, really good and long legacy to lean back on. So. We'll always have Princess Mononoke. We'll have Princess Mononoke 4 in like 10 years. Can't wait. Oh my god, can you imagine a sequel to that? House Moving Castle 2? Uh, the Fourth Castle! Yes. Oh, it was based Christ. on a series of books, so there are sequels. It's just a shame that the movie is almost nothing like the original book, so I'm not quite sure how they're going to adapt a sequel to that. Yeah, you just make some shit up. Yeah, well, that's what that's, that's what the Disney sequels did. They just made, have you seen Mulan too? It's horrendous. Yeah. I mean, Diane Wynne Jones, who wrote the original Howl's Moving Castle, saw the movie and was just kind of like, "Yeah, okay, what is this? This is not what I wrote." <laughs> Miyazaki's just done his own thing. Fair enough. That scamp Miyazaki. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's Miyazaki. He's gonna do what he fucking wants. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like. Uh, Stanley Kubrick, like he adapted stuff, but it didn't like the shining, the book and the shining, the movie are very, very different. Yeah. But what are you going to do? You're going to go tell Kubrick he's wrong. Nah, you know, he's roll with it. Uh, so we got a few sequels wreck. What's, uh, what's on tap. All right. So first of all, the most important thing to note is that the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in a different world as an Aristocat. Correct? That's the I whole like title. Better, to be fair. I love the Aristocats. That was a good movie. Yeah, um, uh, that's getting a second season for everyone like me who watched it. So it's basically for the audience of me. You like? Is it trash? It's a little trashy. Uh, I went back and I did a bunch of rewatches of Fantasy Easy Guy stuff a while back. And I rewatched this, uh, and I actually really enjoyed it more the second time through. I think it really holds up well to binging. This is, it's a fun little show. It, it has some of my favorite harem moments where, like, the girls on his harem just basically say, like, you know, we're a harem, right? You should uh, have sex with us at some point. It, that scene, it fucking made me laugh. They said the quiet part loud. 
Yeah, it's another one where he creates magic guns. That's always one of my favorite uh, tropes. But yeah, it was it. You know, it's a fun show. It's a, a fun use of the concept. So I'm, I don't mind seeing more of that. Uh, much more important, the Duke of Death and his maid is getting a third season. Fuck yes! Hooray. The only three D CGI anime I like. That should be enough to finish the manga adaptation. That would be great. Oh, good, good. I, I was worried that we never finish the story. Mm. No, it's great, man. Very neatly. The why I was worried a little bit because the cast is getting wider and there's less focus on the Duke and, and his maid as much. But the, the, every time they increase the cast, the cast is awesome. Yeah, they're fun. They're very fun. We got Dalith and her girls, and then now they're great too. I love, I love the weird Giaro chick in her bikini. She's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the episode where she's like trying to fix the roof. Yeah. Anyway, sort of makes it worse. It's one of the best rom coms. Like of the last few seasons, and like it's three D. I can I can never stress this enough. It is a three D CGI show. I don't watch those, and I watch every episode of this because the characters are so good. Mm-hmm. So that's getting a third season. So thank God that'll wrap up. And then yeah, there was a, a, a anime franchise a while back. Maybe you've heard it. It's called Haruhi Suzumiya. Nope, never heard it. Nothing. Okay. Well, it was mildly popular for a while. But anyway, apparently it's getting a, a new light novel. They're gonna, yeah, the guy's going to write another light novel, and they're going to do a concert again. Apparently there was one back in 09, and it was super popular, so they're going to do that again. And yeah, maybe some people will care, you know. I mean, uh, in all honesty, I do really like Harvey. There was, uh, of course, Endless 8, which I don't think anyone likes, but other than that, yeah. oh, the spinoffs, there's some spinoffs that are not great, but the main series, pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, I like some... Harvey. Most people didn't like Endless Eight, but there's some people really, really, really loved Endless Eight. Like they, they're ferociously defensive of Endless Eight. Turn it on his head. It's amazing. It's like no one's ever done that before. Like yeah, because it's bad. That's why no one. I mean, bad. You gotta admit it's kind of a ballsy idea. It is ballsy. Doesn't mean it's good. That's true. But yeah, so that's getting more stuff. Maybe someday I almost certainly get an anime adaptation of some kind because there's money to be made. We can get a, a, a second wave of Haruhi fascination. Just all cosplayers Haruhi. I'm in. I never. I didn't. I I never got Haruhi when I went. Like when it was super popular, I was like, "This is pretty good." But I don't know if it's like cultural phenomenon good. But maybe I, I just didn't the get thing it. That really was interesting is it was told out of order. So it was just like, "Oh, what happened here?" And it kind of like kept you engaged to see like where you fill in the gaps. When in reality. It doesn't change too much about it. Um, and then, I mean, it's a fun uh, little show. Yeah, it was just like a sarcastic main character like that was kind of rare back then. Usually we had like the boilerplate or the obnoxious boy character, whereas we have like, oh, this guy's kind of like a normal high schooler, just like sarcastically rea- reacting to this re- ridiculous girl. We didn't have a lot of that back then, I don't think. Yeah, that's true. There's... Or he doesn't quite stand out as much now, but it was kind of a progenitor of a kind of of a kind of show. I, I would it say kind of created a couple tropes in its time. So it did, or at least popularized them. Mm-hmm. Hey, so there's more of that coming. Good luck uh, enjoying all those. Wait, wait, what is it? In a, a visual novel, or was it? He has a light. Uh, light, light it's novel. a light novel. But one imagines it'll eventually get adaptation because it's you know it's more horror-y. There's a bunch of them that haven't been ad- adapted. 
They, they oh, really? made, I think about half of them, if if even that. Because after they did the movie, the the disappearance, they, that that was the end of it. They didn't make any more. Well, that was a pretty good endpoint. Yeah, but I mean, there were still some plot threads left over from that that are picked up again in later volumes. Um, I've not read the original novels, but I do have the manga, which adapts the novels all the way up to the end. So I do know what happens afterwards, and it's a shame that some of that wasn't animated. Yeah. Well, maybe this new one will kickstart a new adaptation. They'll finish the story. Maybe. So I mean, I, I, I think if they did it, people would watch. I mean... Do it, well. it probably needs about another three seasons worth to finish the story, especially if they're doing another novel. Holy shit. Yeah. I honestly didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know there was that much story left. I'm kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. Well, we're running a little late, but let's get to the topic of the show. I'm trying to remember if Haruhi is a tsundere or not. She's yeah, yeah. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. yeah because you completely, completely unable to you know admit that she's into the guy. Yeah. Con Kion. I never remember Kion? how to say her. I think Kion. Yeah. Kion. She's in so much denial that when she's upset with him, it. it risks the safety of the world um, that sort of r- rips open alternative realities and huge big yeah. monsters start tearing into the city and things like that. So yeah, that's really Sindri. Yeah, she's so soon that she alters reality. That's pretty, yeah. That's pretty fun, actually. Yeah. Alright, let's start at the top here. Like I said, most of these answers are the animated gifts. So I'm going to need you guys to help me out. This character looks familiar. Who did arcane that that is stella vermilion from the uh chronicles of the failed night that's a great show it's a pretty good she's not sundere for the whole show because they hook up and start dating about halfway through halfway that's not do we count it's super it's super early actually there's a lot of things about failed night that are great especially about their relationship one of the things is like they dispense with that will they won't they shit like four episodes in but she is like often unable to completely express herself so it's a good it's a good pick all right, temporary Sundari. Plus, she's, it's just a great show. Please watch that show. So I can get a season two, please. All right, how about uh, Tenchi says Lena Inverse? Yeah, from Slayers. Yeah, I should probably watch. Yeah, Slayers. that's that's you know one of the very like that's that's an early example. Mm-hmm. I think I've only ever watched one episode of Slayers, like ever. Oh, like duh, come episode. on, Slayers is great. You have to watch Slayers. That is not something that is easily available to me in the UK. <laughs> I will send you. Like I sort of got. I will send you Slayers just so you can watch Slayers. Blu-ray. I will send him Slayer. I am not joking. I like. I will spread the gospel of Slayer. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one, I I haven't picked my number one yet. I'm still thinking, but I think this might be one of them. So it's a uh, what's the official name? Is it Toga? It's Tiger. Tiger, kind of like Tiger. Um, uh, I swear I watched this show one and a half times. It's Toradora. Toradora. That's the one. Yeah, Taiga is, I think, the encyclopedia definition of Sundera. When you look up Sundera, it's Taiga. I think she won an award for that voice acting that year. I think I remember reading that. Probably. I love that character. He's very intense, very violent, um, but also, you can't help but love her. She's like two feet tall, too. I've never watched that show, although I did just finish watching Golden Time, which was written by the same author, so maybe I should... I think you'd like it, honestly. Pretty good. Mm. I like Golden Time. I thought it was fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, I think you'd like Toradora. I think you should give it a shot. Mm. Okay. Add it to my ever-growing list. I think this might be my new favorite, though. Oh, did you guys have something to say about Toradora? 
No, I'm just saying, you know, the ever-growing bag pile of shame. We can't all watch 20 shows a season like you, Rick. It does keep my bag pile, you know, much lower. Very light. Uh, I think maybe Shinomiya from Kaguya-sama. Or maybe Kaguya. God, it's tough, you know. It might be Kaguya herself. I really like Kaguya's voice actor, and I think that lends itself to why. Because like she'll go like really cute and high pitched, and then just be like really deep toned. But like deep down, she like she can't handle anything romantic at all. And I think it's yeah. it lends for like some of the best comedy in the show. She's great. I love Kaguya-sama. So good. I read to the end of the manga. I really hope that they make more anime though. They will. I hope so. They've been like what season a year or something. They no, they did, they did three seasons and then they did that kind of extra movie length thing, which is like a four episode Frankenstein together. And they've not announced anything else. You know what? I don't know if I saw the movie off, so double check. It's on Crunchyroll now. Ooh. You can watch it. That's the latest of the anime story, right? Yeah, that's the, the first kiss that never ends, it's called. Oh, well, that's a spoiler. Jeez. You should definitely go. Did you watch hey. to the end of season three? <laughs> It I should remember not, things after I watch them. It should not be a spoiler. <laughs> Mostly joking. But yes, I'll have to, I, I don't think I watched the movie. Mm. All right, the so, movie was uh, Proton's like favorite thing ever. So Tell Proton how much you like the movie if you can find him on the internet. <laughs> Next one. Well, John says, while some might say Taiga is the true Sundere and, and Va, okay. I have slightly different tastes. I don't know who this is. That's Angel Gohara from uh, Oh, Lomagatari. wow. This is yeah. style. Different hair color and everything, so I didn't notice it was her. Yeah, but it's the scissors. They give Wonderful. Yeah. I love her. She's a great character. Very different than the other Sundarians we've seen here. She's, she's like totally in control at all times. She's basically my wife. Yeah. She's yeah. way more aggressive than most Sundarians, yeah. Yeah, so she's basically my wife. Not your anyway. wife, who? Your actual wife. My actual wife, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she does remind me of my own wife in some ways too. Yeah, she like but, uh, so she has threatened to on a number of occasions. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. So she's truly terrifying, but also wonderful. So yeah, that's the best type of woman, I think. Yeah, you know, one that you love, but you're also deeply afraid of. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. If you're a Viking, yeah, I mean, you the Vikings, beat, you know, beat your enemies into a bloody pulp should you require it. Bakke Minogatari has some of the, the best characters. Uh, I can could, I could watch another season if they put it out right now. It's great. Yeah, I think there's enough of that out. Thanks. We need more. We need another season. New two, two seasons. Then I'll have to write more about it. Do you not think I have written enough? I you have suffered not. so you much. Must go back to the salt mines and write everything. <laughs> no. no. It's not like you're going to be watching any Blu-rays. What else are you going to do? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Doc, by the way, I'm going to need you to write an episode-by-episode episode, uh, uh, review of Black Clover. Oh, Can you get no, on that? No. How much would I have to pay you to watch half of One Piece? <laughs> How many episodes is half? 500? Possibly not enough money in this world. Just for the record, One Piece is good. Anyways, it's hard. Uh, let's see, who's this? Oh, they all have fancy names. Rekaze, we all know him. Love him. Uh, I clicked on Discord and I can't read the thing. There we go. It's hard to limit it to just one. My favorites are Rin Tosca from Fate. Yay! I mean, that is... Kate and Kyo from Clinadgo. 
Kyo, yeah, I guess. I mean, Rin Tosaka is like textbook. He is more yeah. than textbook. That is, that is, that is Tsundere in its purest form. I think Kurisu is more nuanced, better written than I think the other two, even if I like all three of these things. I love Kurisu too. I like she's the only one of these that made me cry. The other ones. Actually, I haven't seen Clannad, so I don't know. Clannad is one of the like three anime that ever made me cry. So, Clannad, Clannad, or Clan, I can't remember how to say it. Clannad After Story is one of the most emotionally brutal things I've ever sat through. Mm-hmm. In a good way, but yeah, in a good in a good way, but like, damn, it gets damn. it gets you real low before it picks you back up. You gotta wait a while. One day I'll watch that. I have it on disc, so one day. Just, uh, Just watch it with your family. So you can cry together. And we got some more picks here that are pretty classic. Okay, so Alistair agreed it's hard to limit to just one. I uh, also likes Rin. Uh, Kaname Chiri, we were talking about Full Metal Panic earlier. I think Chiri is not great in season one, but then in Fumafu and uh, a little bit of um, the other one that I forgot the name of. Season Second three. Raid. And I guess to a lesser extent, four, because four is like 15 years later. Uh, and he also says Mikoto Misaka from Railgun. I think Mikoto Misaka is a great character. Railgun, much better than Index. So. I like Index better, but whatever. Uh, my, my problem with Chittery is there's a, there's a moment late in the second raid where they go through all this bullshit and she finally re, uh, reunites with him in the city. And instead of, like, she gets right up to the, to like, the, the, the cliff of like just confessing that she's into him. And she goes, I'm here cause I'm your class representative. And I, I literally turned off the show and refused to watch the rest of it. Cause I'm like, I'm sick of this shit. That's Sundari shit. It's too, it's too much. Like that was two to eat three seasons. If you count for Mavu in just fucking like move on, move to the next level of this relationship. I couldn't take it. I was like, Oh, I'm your class representative. Like, Oh no, no, I'm done. I'm fucking yeah, dead. Cool mechs and stuff. And you, they're not you cool literally enough. talked earlier that you didn't care about character development if they had cool mechs. Now you're just flipping the it. Mechs aren't cool enough it's to make up vision. for it. You know, and frankly, Full Metal Pack... I have an Arbalist figure right over there. They're not even in my top ten. They're not G-Gundam, I'll tell you that. G-Gundam fucking sucks. Uh, Alright, anyways. <laughs> G-Gundam best secondary. I can't help you with the next one. I don't know who this is. Uh, let's see, we said Shiri, and then we have... Chris, I don't. Is it the white-haired girl from Symphogear? Is that the one? Is that who that is? This is definitely Symphogear. Okay, right. we all know Right Zeno. By the way, I said it. Chris from uh, Symphogear, which I'm pretty sure because she's the Sundari. I watched like two seasons of this. That's her personality trait. I, I couldn't cope with Symphogear after five episodes. My brain was mush. I just had to it's drop. A bad that. show. It's objectively bad. Don't watch it. <laughs> It's like Raid Zero's favorite thing ever. I know. That's why I'm saying it so That's intently. You better listen and then tell Proton <laughs> how he feels about my opinions on it. Yeah. That's Proton at Anate.org. Oh, can we do that? Is that legit? I have no idea. Probably not. Try it. Probably, it's probably worth trying. It's like 10 seconds out of your day. Just do it. I don't know just, try, just go on, on X, formerly Twitter, and try at ProtonStorm and see what happens. So I'm going to call it Twitter. Uh, let's see. Alistair also said Mis- uh, Mikoto. I always said Misaka. I forget which one's the first name. Misaka, uh, Misaka. Misaka, Misaka. Oh, you know what? The other, like the, the clone girls or whatever, some of them are kind of soon soon. you know? They're a little bit, even though they're mostly robotic. I like them. Yeah, the, the, the one that has the goggles is basically a Kudera. You know, dead, mostly deadpan. 
Yeah. Can't remember all the dairies. There are so many dairies. The, the, I know one is murderous. I don't, I don't care. Yandere. Yeah, Yandere. So UMR guy says, Kaomi In is another Rin Toskistan, although I particularly like her Arishkigal variant from FGO Babylonia. But I'm not hmm. sure Arish is actually soon enough to be Sundari. Isn't that just like boobalicious Rin? Yes, that's Boobalicious Dark Skin Rin, which I think Doc is a big fan oh, of. I, I also very much appreciate that version of the character. She's one of my favorite, I think, Grand Order characters. I love her to bits. Uh, anything in particular that you like about her? Um, she's Your like Rin, but just less horrible. Ah. <laughs> she's, just, she's just generally just a sweeter, more considerate version of Rin. Sounds like a different character. No, she, she no, still has her moments. Rin and, and like sand off the rough edges. Yeah, and, and make her an all powerful goddess of the dead. You know, what's not to like? Yeah. I mean, so she keeps the souls of the dead in cages, but that's to stop them from dissipating. So she keeps them to be her friends. So she talks to them and she keeps them company. Doing her job. Yeah. Yep. Oh, moving on. We have Ether says, oh, wait, no. That's not an answer. Hold on. We're getting to the part where people are talking about things. This is why I usually put it into a document, but there were so many gifts that I'm just like, I'm just going to read directly off the Discord this time. Um, I think that might be it. Tenshi said that we could run the gamut with this and go into different archetypes. Uh, and then Rex says, who's your favorite Kundere? And then Proton Storm is the uh, universal answer to that question. Uh, yeah, we kind of sidetracked the conversation a little bit. Yeah, little that's, bit. Uh, we didn't get a ton of responses. I thought this was a very very deep and important question for the community to dive into. But do you guys have your own answer? I mean, I feel like my answer is already Kaguya. I'll, I'll think a little bit more, but um, I feel like that's my answer nowadays. Um, my answer would probably be from Lum from Ursayatsura. Mm. So I, what? I, Lum, yeah. Well, she's 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 violent and scary, but um, I mean, I guess she is quite open about the fact that she loves Atari. She's extremely open about it. Yeah, but just to be a sundry doesn't mean you have to be. You have to hide it. Please educate me. Yeah, she she is spiky and terrifying, but she's also very loving as well. Uh, I don't think you can argue that Lum is not a sundry. I thought sundry was like when you just hide your feelings and you like act. So that, that's maybe yeah. like the modern interpretation, the limited interpretation, but the um, more cultured among us will recommend, <laughs> will oh. recognize Lum as the uh, possibly the progenitor Sundari. Yeah, I think I think a lot of the classic Sundaris are in Rumio Takahashi stuff because there's also a, a Kane from Rama Kagome. Half and Kagome oh, yeah. from Inuyasha. Kagome is like like the most the first. Sundari. She's probably my first Sundari that I ever noticed. Yeah, that she is, you know, a an excellent example of form. It's something uh, that in any of her works, that's the thing she does. You know, a better podcast host would have actually explained what a Sundari was before getting into this, but I just assume the audience knows. Well, to be fair, like there's a lot of variation to Sundari. You know, the classic form is somebody like Kagome or Taiga, but it, like Doc said, there's there's room in there. Violent reprisal on the main character is usually one of the the hallmarks. Yeah, and, and Lum is so good at violent reprisals, sometimes on everyone else as well, depending 90%. on how much Atari pisses her off. It's like 90% electrifying them. Yeah. Lum's just one of my favorite characters from anime and manga, just in general. 
I mean, the fact that she wears a tiger skin bikini 90% of the time has got nothing to do with it whatsoever. Weird coincidence. Yeah, Absolutely nothing to do with it. Now. Yeah, nothing. Like, if she wore a winter coat the entire time, it'd be the same thing. Like, yeah, it absolutely would just be fine, yep. yep. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be less concerned, I wouldn't be worried that she was cold. Yep. Things easier. Uh, Rack, did you have a pick? Uh, I think we already covered, like, Tyga is just my, probably my all-time favorite. I love that character. I think it was Tyga for me until uh, Kaguya came out. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, we were talking about FLCL. Had that, uh, the purple hair girl, she's pretty cool. But it was like, she had like one episode dedicated to her. I don't think I would really consider that. I mean, there's also, uh, remember Baka and Test? Vaguely. I yeah. mainly remember the, the gender jokes with that one character. Yeah, Sunyoshi. But there's, you know, his friend, uh, his flat chested friend who, like, does the classic uh, violent reprisals by keep doing wrestling moves to him. That shit, he'll start talking, get himself in trouble, and not realize that he's gone too far. And then she re- responds by hitting him with a German suplex or a figure four leg lock. And that shit killed me every time. Pretty good. Just like, you know, Kaname summoning the paper fan from out of hammer space. I mean, that's really the key. And then there's like, there's shows like Infinite Stratos where like 90% of the characters are Sundari. Yeah, but isn't that show bad? Yes, it's, it is terrible, but I watched all of it. Okay. Well, I guess that might be it. We went, yeah, we got some good, uh, good time in this episode. Uh, yeah. Guess we're gonna wrap it up. Thanks, guys, for uh, sitting and listening to us chat about the new season. The uh, fall season's right around the corner. By the time you listen to this, you're probably preparing, getting ready for all the amazing sequels. But of course, you have our last podcast where you can learn all about it. And then if you like listening to Dr. Kev's voice in your head while you read, he does 100% of all of our written content. So you can enjoy that. Uh, eyes. It's not like we re- currently we recorded this episode. But it's not like we did it for you, Baka. All right. Uh, thanks, uh, Requiem and Dr. Kev. I've been Hyper Mink. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.